Welcome to Birth Stories in Color, a podcast creating community for people of color to share and learn from birth stories of all types. We're your hosts, Laurel Gurrier and Danielle Jackson. Today's episode features Shannon Bennett and her doula, Sharia Jenkins. Shannon will be sharing her lessons in surrendering, surrendering her thoughts, emotions, and circumstances in prayer throughout her birth journey. Shannon expressed that reflecting on her experience with her doula was eye-opening. She saw me during the birth process and not always how I saw myself. We are ecstatic to hear from both Shannon and Sharia and um, unpacking the experience from these two sides. So welcome you both. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. <laughs> As fellow birth workers, it's yes. <laughs> yes. This yes. is going to be fun. Yep. <laughs> Can you just start by telling everyone about yourself and your family? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm Shannon. I am um, living in Tallahassee, Florida with my husband, Keith, and my almost 13 month old. I can't believe he's almost 13 months. He's not a baby anymore. Um, I am a child psychologist. My husband is busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy, busy. He uh, works for the state and he's a part time student and he's an awesome husband and father. And so that's who we are and where we are. (laughs) Tallahassee, Florida. Yeah. Florida's been in the news this year lately. Oh, yes. Yes. Florida has not been following the rules. No. No. Time out. Stay inside. And I feel like we're kind of in it. We're not where we are in Tallahassee. Where Tallahassee is, it's in the Panhandle, and it's a college town. And most of the college students aren't here right now because it's the summer. Um, so we're not in the major cities where you think, you know, where you hear about things getting hit like Miami and Tampa and Orlando. But our numbers are going up here too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's all over Florida because people aren't listening. <laughs> And just for the sake of this being like a living document, we are talking about COVID-19, this is the year 2020, where coronavirus hit. So this is like, these stories we're telling right now are almost like time capsule material, right? So yeah. like, this is stuff that's going to be pulled back out later. Like, mm-hmm. what happened? <laughs> how mm-hmm. how what can we, we learn from that experience? <laughs> it's been... Yeah. I mean, it's been hard. There have been moments of just immense blessing in the midst of it too. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, I've reconnected with my family in a different way. Um, me and my husband are the only ones here in Tallahassee. I'm originally from California. He's originally from North Carolina. I have a ton of family up in Cincinnati and, you know, you just, with the extra time being quarantined, you reach out and you use Zoom all the time and FaceTime all the time to connect with people because there's only so much you can do looking at each other. And um, when quarantine happened um, and the daycare closed, um, Noah was nine months. And so I was at home with them working, which was really, really hard, but it was so nice because I got to see all those major milestones. Like I got to see his first steps. I got to see, you know, hear some first words. It was, it was really nice. So, um, COVID has been hard, but it's, it's been good too. Yeah, for sure. Trey, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? 
Um, yes. Uh, so I'm originally from Connecticut, but I've been here in Tallahassee for like 20 years. So I'm from Tallahassee. Um, <laughs> I'm a single mother, divorced. I have two children. My daughter is 14 and my son is 12. Um, I'm a full-time project manager and also a full-time uh, certified birthing doula um, and lactation consultant. And um, yeah, I'm here in Tallahassee trying to serve moms the best that I can. And how has things been looking on your end with COVID restrictions? Like how are, are doulas still allowed to go into hospitals or what's that look like? Um, to be honest, it's been tough. Um, you know, as birth workers, you build these connections with your, with your clients, you know, depending on when they hire you, sometimes it's eight weeks, sometimes it's 30 weeks, whatever. And I remember my first client in March and it was, it hit that she was going into labor and it was like, oh, you can't be there, you know, because doulas were not classified as healthcare workers. Um, so we have two major hospitals here. One of them allowed us to be there, but a lot of um, doctors do not practice at that hospital. So the hospital that they were practicing at, we weren't allowed in there for the longest. So we were doing a lot of Zoom calling, um, additional prenatal visits, uh, trying to get dads prepared, you know, the, um, the loved one prepared for actually being there. Um, it's tough when you hear the stories of, you know, of course they have their plans of what they want to do. Of course we know those are just plans, but you hear those inserts of, oh, if I was there, it could have went like this, you know? Um, so that kind of sucks. I mean, it's been good now that they're allowing us to swap out, um, with, the with the loved ones. So that's, that's helpful, but it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough, but we're, we're trying to adjust on everybody's Roll. end just rolling with it <laughs> yes <laughs> ah, got it okay so Shannon can you tell us a bit about your pregnancy yeah I had a great pregnancy I mean I didn't have any you know health issues or anything like that um I felt I felt good throughout my pregnancy I um the moment I found out I was pregnant I I I knew, um, because I, um, I was, we were doing like, um, what is it called? It's like the, the natural, like where you watch the, the temperature and all that stuff. So i the moment I got like, um, I think I waited like a second day of a really high temperature and I woke up that morning and I was like, oh my gosh, I got the, you know, I have another high temperature. I know I'm pregnant. And so I went to take the test and um, Keith was still sleeping and um, it was positive and I had a workout. Um, I was supposed to be working out that morning and I went to work out and was just thinking about, you know, how am I going to tell him? So that was fun. And I feel like that just kind of um, was the way my pregnancy was. It was fun. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, the kicks, all the, you know, all the little things that you just never experienced. Um, I really loved my pregnancy. In fact, I probably mourned it a little bit after it was over. <laughs> I was like, oh, my baby's not here anymore. And I had such a good pregnancy. And now I have a baby here that's crying and doesn't sleep. And 
So um, I had a really good pregnancy. Um, I think the only thing um, I experienced was maybe that um, sciatic pain and I would just stretch and, and do those things. And I think I, I continued working out until I was mm, maybe like 38, 36, 37 weeks. I don't know, somewhere around there. So it was good. It was a, a very healthy pregnancy and um, I enjoyed every minute as a, a very healthy pregnancy and um, I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, that morning piece of the pregnancy can be so real. It's like <laughs> all the, the, the nuances of that. And then the baby gets here like, wow, okay. All right. We're doing this. <laughs> we're doing this. But I love to hear that you enjoyed your pregnancy so much. Um, I think sometimes, um, you know, the hard parts we can kind of like ruminate on. So being able to find the joy in, in that process can be really good. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like you have those moments where overwhelmingly it was just joyful and, I, and, and incredible, but you know, there are always those moments you hear things or you see things and you, you know, you get those worries. I think maybe I even, um, yeah, a couple of times like, well, cause I think I had found out my, um, placenta was um towards the the um the front of the uterus i can't remember what that's called but yeah but babies can be um in a not so great position for birth is what i heard and so i kind of freaked out about that and i texted her i was like can you are you going to be able to tell me how to turn the baby if i need you to help me turn the baby the right way <laughs> just little things like that you know that pop up but it was it was good overall and i felt like um it was nice to have Korea definitely like to be able to bounce things off of and ask questions because it's, it's still done. And I had um, midwives who were great too. And I would ask them questions, but it was still nice to have, especially a black woman, you know, um, who I just felt like, you know, I can identify with and who can identify with me. So um, I feel like that, that played into making it a great pregnancy too, a great experience. So how did you prepare for birth and the things that you were doing, were they intentional or they just kind of came up as the pregnancy went along? Oh yeah, definitely very, very intentional. Um, I, so I'm a planner in a lot of ways. And um, when I, when Keith and I got married, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be ready to have kids in like a year. He was like, mm -mm -mm -mm. you know, we need to wait until we're like, <laughs> we need to wait until it's like we're maybe three years in or something, two to three years. And so I was kind of like devastated in a way because I've always wanted to be a mom and it just felt like forever to wait that long. So um, I feel like I put all that energy into learning as much as I could. And I, I ended up getting really fascinated by pregnancy and birth. And I think I watched, I watched some documentary. I can't remember um, the business of being born. And then that kind of just, you know, throws you into everything else. Uh, I was looking up, you know, what doulas do. And I, I still remember looking up the, um, the doula co-op co in Tallahassee and Sharia, you weren't even on there yet. I was like, <laughs> they had a black doula, man, only if they had one. And, um, so I remember doing, you know, just 
uh, looking at documentaries. Um, I listened to tons of um, tons of birth stories, and I felt like that was so helpful, just knowing all the different ways births can go. And I felt like the biggest thing I took away from it was, you know, you can you can plan, which I did. You can plan, you can plan, you can plan. But um, the the thing that you need to do is kind of just surrender to what it's going to be. Try to do all the things, you know, like to do stay healthy, all the things. But you know, there's still other things that can happen. So make sure you have your doula. And for me, preferably a black doula. That was always my thing. I don't know where I'm going to find her, but please, a black doula. <laughs> and um, labor at home as long as possible. And I remember Sharia bringing that up too, but I, that was like the, the pattern of what I saw whenever I listened to birth stories because I knew we would do a, a hospital because um, I was kind of open to home birth or a birth center, but my husband would have been too, it wouldn't have been good for him. And if he wasn't good, it wouldn't have been a good experience for me because he's so protective, you know? Um, but that's kind of how I prepared. I listened a lot. I sought out, you know, resources. Um, in fact, one of the other things that came up in just listening to birth stories a lot was um, spinning baby, which was, um, I guess it probably popped up for me too, because of the, the um, or became more of a thing for me once I found out where my placenta was. And so there was this exercise that they recommended you do every day, like you do the inverted position. And I think I really did. I started that. <laughs> I started doing that. And I was like, oh, I just need this baby to be head down. I don't want a C-section if I can avoid it. And so just things like that, just, you know, being, trying to be as proactive as possible and do what was within my control. And so um, when did you connect with Sharia? Um, I think I was definitely in my first trimester. Yeah, I looked back up on the um, doula co-op and I was like, oh my gosh, it's a black doula. Ah! And I told Keith, I showed him, I was like, this is, I don't care. This is who I want. Like <laughs> we hadn't even met, but this is who I want because I just, you know, and it might be bad to say, but I knew it was important to me to have a black doula. Um, and so my, uh, saw a picture of, she, he was like, I know her. I was like, you know her, how do you know her? And I, and he was like, I work with her. And so they, that was a nice connection too. They worked in the same department, um, for the state. And, um, I just thought that was really cool. Cause my husband is one who is not very, um, uh, what's the word? He's not very trusting right away. Um, he's very protective over his family. And so for him to already have that connection, I just felt like it was a divine thing. Like it was meant to be. Um, so I knew I needed to have, you know, the meeting and everything. I think in fact, there was a, um, a doula speed dating thing event that you guys were having and I couldn't make it, but I said, who cares? I already know who I want. And we had the meeting in Starbucks, like the little interview thing. And um, she was great. Sure, is just always so professional too. She's always wearing her, you know, her thing, her name tag, and she's just, you know, so sweet. And from like immediately when you meet her, you just feel like she's one of your friends. And so um, we met at that Starbucks, and I was like, okay, yeah, I want you. Send me the paperwork. <laughs> I'm putting my down payment down now. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Like I hired you before we got to this table. Just yep. my <laughs> Right. <laughs> formality. Calendar. Don't put anybody else who might reach out with the same due date around the same time. Make sure I'm there. Uh, so Sharia, what were some ways that you supported Shannon in the prenatal portion of her, of like the prep and like, what were some intentions that you were setting from the start? Um, you know, of course, you know, being physically healthy, staying active. Um, I think she hit on the, the, the key point for me was, you know, allowing her to realize as a first time mom, you know, it's great to have the plan, but to prepare for the what ifs, like what, what could happen and to, um, know that it's, you know, mental more so, um, you know, to, to tackle this on, like, you know, there's no abracadabra super woman that's different as far as giving birth naturally, of course, for all things being equal. Um, but I've, you know, seen so many times moms mentally tap out you know, spiritually tap out before their body, you know, physically gets there. So um, just being available, you know, and um, just catering to her needs, you know, and, you know, she was awesome, you know, like, like she said, it was just like talking to a friend. Um, and I was just excited, you know, seeing her grow through the process and, you know, seeing them both grow and, you know, seeing how big she was getting, you know, at each, you know, prenatal. Um, so I mean, like towards the end, it was just like really just preparing for, you know, more so mentally, um, the process of, of labor, um, you know, how long it could be, um, how, you know, the, the reality of how it is in the hospital. Um, you know, dealing with certain nurses and, and doctors and, you know, just, you know, kind of like role playing what, you know, what each person's role is, especially with dads, you know, they kind of want to know, well, if you're here, then, then what do I do? You know, so <laughs> that was, that was a big part of it. But um, yeah, yeah, that was, that was um, the long and short of, you know, what we did to help her prepare. Yeah. And I was going to say, I felt, you know, you also gave me like different things that I could go back and ask the midwife about and, you know, different things that I could think about um, that I may not have thought of. I can't think of them right now, but it was just light bulbs going off like, Oh yeah, I should ask about that. Oh yeah. You know, what if this happens? Um, So I was able to go back to the midwife and ask about those things too, um, which I think is very helpful, especially, you know, your first time doing that. You don't know if you don't know, you don't know what to ask either. Um, so that was really nice as well. And I think I maybe even asked you to like, I had already had the midwives beforehand because, um, I had switched from, um, this is way before I was even pregnant. Um, I'd switched from OBGYNs to midwives for just regular women's care. Um, because I felt like the OBGYNs couldn't even answer questions to me about like, you know, natural ways of doing like birth control and i and midwives were open to that, that conversation. So I was already with these midwives. Um, but I felt like, um, Sharia was just able to, um, tell me even, you know, just little bits of what she had heard about them too, which kind of was comforting. Like, you know, yeah, I've heard about that practice. They're good. You know, I've worked with someone. Da, da, da. So that was nice. Too. 
you know, knowing that there's somebody there who's worked with these people in the community, has had interaction with them, it can give you some insight into what you might encounter as well. So Shannon, can you share your birth experience with us? Yeah. Um, when I was preparing to answer this question, I really don't know, like it was a good birth experience, but I felt, I feel like I felt all the emotions throughout it. Um, you know, happiness, uh, a little bit of fear, um, um, you know, tiredness. It was just all, it was a roller coaster. Um, but I, um, I, the day that I went into labor, I went, I had my 39 week appointment and, um, my midwife said, you know, she could do a check if I wanted. And at the time I was thinking, no, I don't, I don't want to know. I just, you know, um, this is before the appointment. I was like, no, when I go there, I'm not going to want to know. I, I'll just go with the flow. Um, you know, whatever happens, happens. But I think I had a bad night that night. I was like, this baby needs to come out. I just need to know where I am. And so I was like, yes, you can check me. And she checked me and she said, before she went up to check, she said, when I check you, if you're open enough, I can strip your membranes. And then I said, you know, don't, um, I said, now if you strip my membranes, that her birth stories about this too, like I heard it could be really painful. I heard for some women, it's not painful. Um, but I wasn't so much scared about the pain. I was scared. Would you, um, would you, uh, uh, break my water by accident? Because I was, um, is it GBS positive? Is that what it's called? Um, I was that. And so I knew I wanted to, I uh, wanted my waters hope to hopefully break on their own. So I didn't have to worry too much about the whole antibiotics thing and having to go to the hospital and try to be able to labor at home as long as possible. And so she said, you know, it's very rare that that would happen. And, um, and so she, when she got there, she said, you know, you're, you're a centimeter and 70% of face. And I was like, oh, that sounds, you know, pretty good. And she's like, okay, I'm right here. You know, I can strip your membranes if you want. And I said, uh, okay, <laughs> whatever. I guess so. It's, you know, I, nothing will happen. I'm a first time mom, you know, it'll be fine. Um, so she did and I didn't feel anything. It didn't hurt or anything like that. So that was great. And, um, they said, you know, you might have a little bit of bleeding and I did, it was like spotting. It wasn't a big deal. And I went to work that day and I, I texted Sharia, I texted my husband. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm a centimeter, maybe a centimeter and a half, 70% of face, you know, things are good. You know, I'll probably have a baby in like, you know, it could be a week from now, who knows? And, um, and I remember I just, I was just happy. I'm like, that means the baby will be here at some point soon. You know, I can see the light to, you know, at the end of the tunnel. So I went and picked up donuts, took them to work. I was just happy. And, um, and because I was going to have the baby soon, I wasn't taking on any new clients or anything like that, just helping people wrap stuff up. And so I went in and I felt things, but it just felt weird. You know, <laughs> I didn't know I was, it was probably early labor. I'd go to the bathroom. I'm like, this is weird. You know, I do feel like I have to poop. <laughs> and, um, but it wasn't, it was almost like period, I guess maybe like period cramps or something, but not even like that, just things were shifting or moving. And, um, so I, you know, finished up the work day. I probably left at like five, got home at like five 30. I already had on my mind. I wanted some ice cream and 
um, you know, this meal for dinner and um, told Keith to go out and get it. So he goes out to get it. By the time he gets home, I'm like, I can't, like, I can't, <laughs> I can't sit down. I can't do anything. I don't know what's happening right now. It can't be labor. I can't. I mean, it just, I don't think it can be. <laughs> and all I could do was I was going back and forth to the bathroom. And I think I, I know I texted Sheree and she's like, just try to relax. You're probably in early labor, you know, lay down and relax in between. And so I literally tried to lay down and relax in between and I could not, <laughs> I was like, this isn't working. And so we tried timing it and the timing of the stuff was kind of erratic. And so eventually I, um, you know, I stayed on the toilet for the majority of it. Just, you know, every, everything just emptied out. I think I probably lost the membranes or something like that at the time too. Um, there was one point too, I think I was on the couch and I had to um, run. I was like, oh my God, I have to pee. And I ran, ran, ran to the bathroom and I can't get my underwear done. <laughs> I just sit down on the toilet with my underwear on and just use the bathroom. I'm like, okay, this is, this is real. This is real. I can't control anything at this point. And then eventually I got, I think, I don't know, Sheree, if you told Keith this to try the shower. So I did that. And that was like my place. I stayed and ran that shower and the, the head of the shower, you can take off. And I just ran it along my belly and it felt so good. Like I would just, and there were moments I would freak out and I'm like, this is, you know, what is happening right now? And Keith would tell me, you know, you, you wanted to do this. Like your goal is to do, have a natural, as natural of a birth as possible. You can do this and, you know, you can do all things through Christ. And so that was the thing I said to myself over and over every time a contraction hit, I can do all things through Christ. I can do all the, like crying. <laughs> and um, and then I told Keith at one point, I said, okay, I need Sharia here now. If she doesn't come here right now, you're leaving for the hospital right now. <laughs> and I don't know what the conversation was. I was still in the shower. And then all of a sudden I see Sharia and I'm like, oh, thank God, she's here. And I'm in the shower. And it's so funny because Keith was like, um, so she's here and, um, you're naked. Do you, do you want to have the I don't care if she sees me naked. <laughs> All the modesty. Out the window. <laughs> Anybody coming in this room is going to see me. <laughs> so, um, Sharia, I think you were listening to me um, and timing me while I was in the shower and you, um, in her soft, calm voice, she said, okay, so I'm going to have you come out of the shower. I'm, I'm telling you, your voice was just so sweet and calm. It was like perfect for what I needed. Because one of the things I told Keith, I said, listen, because he can just be so protective and so uptight and, you know, can we trust this person? Well, you know, thinking about when we get to the hospital, I told him, Keith, I need you to hold it together because I need peace. That is what I want for this birth. Just, I need it to be as peaceful as possible. And Sharia just has that, that spirit of, you know, peace and this peacefulness. And, um, and so that's what she said. She said, okay, I'm going to have you, you get out and we're going to get dressed and go to the hospital. Cause you sound like you are, um, you know, far along or something like to that effect. And we're going to go. And, um, I got out of the shower she helped me get dressed and I was freaking out because she was like, um, 
every time you move, you're going to have a contraction. I'm like, what do you mean every time I move, I'm going to have a contraction? This is crazy. Like literally putting my arms through the dress, contraction. Putting, I think you helped me put the, the diaper thing on, contraction. I'm like, oh my gosh, every time I move, contraction. So um, we finally made it to the car and got out. And oh my gosh, Keith drove so fast. I don't know, Shree, if you thought he was driving crazy, but I thought he was driving crazy. <laughs> he was getting there. <laughs> yeah. At one point on the way there, he passed a police officer. I was like, please, Lord, don't let us get pulled over at this point, please. And so we didn't, thankfully. Um, and we got there and literally like every move, every like step, you know, there was a contraction. And um, Sharia was so great. Like she had her little techniques where she would like rub my belly and just kind of like massage things as things were happening. And it's funny because she showed Keith those same exact moves. And um, earlier in when we were at the house, Keith tried to do them before Sharia came. And I was like, no, get your hands off me. It's not working. It's not working. <laughs> And it did. I don't know. There's something about either Sharia or it's just like that feminine energy. It's just, it was different. <laughs> and I needed her there. And so we get there um, to the hospital and do the um, check-in process, which was really annoying because we had already done a, um, a, um, the registration because we had done a hospital tour um, before. And so they said, oh yeah, you can register now so you can avoid that when you come in. No, we still had to do all that stuff. It was crazy. I don't know why they do that. It's ridiculous. Um, so we're doing all that. I'm like in the middle of labor. And then finally we get into, we get admitted to triage and they said only one person can come with you to triage, which was crazy. And you know, my husband's looking at me cause he's like, he knows that I want Sharia there. <laughs> <laughs> she's the one that calmed me down but I wasn't gonna have my husband there so I said no you know you come with me and um and we we went in and she had to wait and um you know then I don't even know what all was happening I all I said was I'm with the midwives um make sure I have a midwife and they said Darcy was on call and that was the midwife I'd seen that morning and I love Darcy Darcy's great so I was like thank you She's here. Awesome. And the moment Darcy came, um, I think it was Keith that asked, can, can our doula come back too? And she was like, oh yeah, yeah, she can come back. And so we just needed somebody with some authority to say, okay, you know? And right. so they called there and she checked me and I was eight centimeters and I was like, oh, okay. I'm doing this thing. Yeah, I can do this. <laughs> I don't need the epidural. Y'all just take me up and make sure I have a room with a tub. I know I need water. <laughs> and it turned out to be really, we, we got a room with a tub. I got in and it was, you know, it was so relaxing. Sharia would massage my belly as I labored in there. She would tell me, you know, different things that are happening when they, and I think soon after, because they, the hospital policies that you can't, um, have the baby in the tub and so the nurse was really nice she's like I know you natural mamas you um you know you'll feel pushy soon and if you feel pushy you let me know you let me know because you got to get out and so I felt pushy and I think I was still like nine 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 and a half they said mm -hmm. and so I stayed in a little bit longer um but the tub was great like water that was my thing and it 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 was nice too because um 
Um, I think it helped my labor go a little bit longer to help those antibiotics get in for the GBS positive stuff. So that was <clears throat> something that I saw as a positive too. Um, we eventually moved to the bed. And I think I laid down on my side, on my left side maybe, because I think maybe there was some left on that side. I don't know. It's all fuzzy. Mm -hmm. I was tired. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember laying down and I would, I feel like I fell asleep like between each contraction. Like I was knocked out. <laughs> and at some point, Sharia said, hey, why don't you sit up? Because I bet if you sit up, you'll get rid of the rest of that that whatever was there the lip the cervix whatever mm -hmm. and i sat up and sh sure enough she was right i leaned over keith and all i could feel was like i was rocking back and forth and all of a sudden my water broke and i was like oh my gosh my water broke and it felt like as soon as my water broke all of a sudden my body was pushing you know that mm -hmm. that mm, you know push like i couldn't control it and i don't know how Darcy got in there all of a sudden, but it seemed like she was there all of a sudden. I could hear her saying, okay, okay, you're doing this. And, um, oh, to back up to Darcy, when I first got there and Darcy got there, um, the midwives are part of um, the family residency program. And so she had a resident with her and she asked me if, you know, she could be there, part of it. And I said, yes. And so apparently that was the resident's first time ever seeing a natural birth. And Darcy was like, oh my gosh, you did incredible. That was like the best birth I could have shown her, you know, this and that. Um, so all I know is the nurse was there, Sheree was there, Keith was there, Darcy and this resident were there. And um, so the water broke, I'm ready to push. And I tried these different positions. I can't remember all the positions I tried, but um, I feel like they were, all I remember is that it was facing forward, like where I could see people. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I couldn't see, I didn't need to see people, like I needed to not see people to, to do what I needed to do. So I ended up turning around and like hugging, hugging the bed and bearing mm -hmm. down pushing. Um, and that's where I made the most progress with pushing. And um, I felt like pushing, I, I just remember hearing on the birth stores, uh, they were like, yeah, pushing. I felt like I could do something. It was, you know, great. I didn't like pushing. I felt like I was working hard. You know, I was like, I, you know, I've done some hard workouts and that's kind of what that felt like. Like I'm sweating. I asked the nurse, I was like, can you turn the AC down some more? She was like, it's as low as it can go. I think I was freezing the people out. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm sweating bullets. I'm pushing hard. <laughs> but it was, I mean, Darcy told me, she was like, yes, you're making progress. And I could feel the progress when I was making progress, when I was pushing um, the right way. Um, and then, you know, you know, it came down and I could feel everything and it was burning <laughs> and I felt like I was ripping and it was so funny. And Sharia told me in our, the, um, I think you came to see me maybe two or three weeks after the birth. And, um, she told me, you said you thought your, your, uh, your clitoris was ripping. It was going to, you know, <laughs> I was like, it, now that I think about it, yes, it did feel like that. Yes. It did feel like it was going that but I didn't, I did tear, but I didn't tear that way. <laughs> but I just remember, I think I even like put my hand there and held and like, please don't like, <laughs> I need that. I need that. It's important. I need that. Please. Yes. <laughs> and I, I pushed and, um, I think they told Keith to come over and feel the, the hair on the head and, 
and pushed some more and it seemed like he was out all of a sudden he just came out I gave one big push I think I don't I I don't remember and um because I was turned the other way they tried to bring him up between my legs to me but the cord was too short mm-hmm. and so I had to turn around like they had to maneuver me and turn me around because they tried to keep con- connected to the cord as long as possible to delay um, the cutting. And um, I have those pictures that Sharia took of that. Like you can see when you, because it was taken on the iPhone, you can kind of see the action of it too. It's pretty cool. Um, but it's, yeah, it was crazy. I still can't believe that I birthed him that way, you know, like that I did it. I did it. It was amazing. And, you know, Sharia, Darcy, Keith, they were all like, you did amazing. And to just hear that, and especially from your husband too, like, wow, babe, you know, you, you were incredible. I can't, you know, I can believe you did it, but oh my gosh, to see you do that. Like, I just felt like afterwards, there's nothing I can't do. You know, there's nothing. I have no excuse. I can't, you know, I don't care how shy I feel with certain things. Like I was completely naked in front of a bunch of people. Like, hmm, you know, you, you have so much power within, within yourself. And, and, um, I think I, I, you know, that's the biggest thing that I got from the birth. It was, so it was all of those things. Um, it was great. The birth was great. And what our audience can't see is a smile on your face, but I hope they can hear the joy and that feeling of empowerment come through the story because I'm just watching you like, I'm proud of you. You're right. proud of you. <laughs> like, Shannon did that, y'all. <laughs> Shannon came out here for her first birth like a pro, like like she was three in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that does, it's a, it's amazing to see like just that um it's the collaboration, right? Like there's you and there's all the people you surrounded yourself with, right? That helped you follow through what you wanted to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Even if everything wasn't exactly like in a line um or even what you expected, especially things at home that were going on. I just know that once you put the people the right people together with you to help you with your own vision, like and really made you unstoppable right right yeah Yeah, it really did and I was very you know I'm um a person of faith and I just I prayed a lot like you know I I know this is not in my control but please just Lord let the right people be there please if you can and even Sharia told me she was like yeah you got a good nurse that that nurse I've seen her I've been with her before and she was a good nurse you know like it just all lined up and I'm I'm so grateful for it because I know it's not always everybody's story you know um but I do you know I felt like I I did what I could and just kind of left it up to God for the rest so and this is a complete side note but I was like you know Shannon speaks my language of celebration with the food let me get my donuts because I'm one centimeter. <laughs> yes. I know what I'm eating for dinner. <laughs> and it was so funny because um, we went to a, uh, a birth class. I, I should have said this too in the preparation piece. We did go to a birth class that Sharia recommended. Um, it was taught by another doula. 
and one of the things that she taught us was about the oxytocin and you know how that sends you further into labor so as you're getting close you know even if you pass your due date one of the things you can plan is a date on your due date like with your partner um, because that'll get the things flowing and even if it doesn't happen on that day you're doing something fun and so we just decided to do a bunch of dates. We, you know, beforehand, we would like go out and grab food here and do this, go get ice cream. And I swear it was probably just a bunch of oxytocin that got me to that centimeter. Cause I even remember taking a bath one night too. And it was just so soothing. And I had a little bit of cramps too. And um, so, yeah, that really does work too. Um, that class, that class was great. That Shreya recommended. Um, I learned a lot there too. So I would definitely recommend taking a class if you can from somebody who's knowledgeable and will give you tips um if you want to do it naturally or if you don't you know because i feel like even if you don't want to do it naturally which is fine and i was open to that too i was like i don't know what this is going to be like if i need that epidural i'm going to get it <laughs> um my goal is to do it as um, naturally because i'm that's just who i am like i try to do anything natural before i go for the medicine um but you still have to go through labor a little bit before you get that medicine. So just having, you know, I knew I was going to need some kind of support before even getting to the hospital. Um, so that's important to know, like, you know, knowing what labor is going to be like, even though I still feel like it's different than, you know, how they talk about it. You just don't know till you're there. So having somebody who knows what the signs aren't, what to look for was important for me too. Yeah. And I know this is probably going to sound real birth nerdy of me, but one of my favorite parts of um, witnessing someone in their birthing space is when like um, the people that they've selected for their team make their way in. It's kind of like when people are like, oh, my favorite part of weddings is when the partner sees the person walking down the aisle. Like my favorite part is when the doulas walk in or like the midwives. I'm like looking... <laughs> <laughs> looking at their reaction <laughs> but <laughs> right, like she's awesome right I know right, right. I know <laughs> so I guess the reason for bringing that up is like Sharia kind of wanting to hear from you yourself walking into Shannon's home and kind of like settling into that and what you were seeing um yeah well I will say um it kind of gets me emotional, you know, because her birth was one of the births that was just like, ooh, I'm not going to do it, you know, um, <laughs> because it was beautiful. Like, it, it really was. And, you know, from her, her view, she was like, I was, you know, freaking out. But mm -hmm. for me, uh, <laughs> you know, walking in there, um, you know, the lights were low. She was in, in, in her bathroom, in the shower, the lights were low. And I remember it literally like it was yesterday, you know, seeing her in the shower, you know, and she was, you know, deep moans and she was just so in control. She was just so in control. And I just, you know, I just kind of just, you know, kneeled next to the shower and just, and just sat there, you know, just been the presence and, you know, I'm, I'm a strong believer, you know, of woman of faith and the power of God. And, you know, just hearing her meditating on, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me because, you know, again, it's, um, you have to meditate on something higher, on something, you know, in peace, you know, in order to get through that and transcend. And she was just so 
into it. Like she was just in her zone. You know, I was just there um, to to just to help how I can. But it was it was it was it was beautiful. It, it was so beautiful. Um, and she did amazing. And she surrendered. She surrendered her body and allowed her to open up. You know, as as fast as she she did. You know, it may have seen it. It may not have seen fast you know, experiencing it, but, you know, as a first time mom, it was, it was amazing, you know, um, you know, and just the, the process, the progress of the labor, um, even when we got to the hospital with her being in the bathtub, you know, she was, she was in control. She was in so much control. And I, you know, I was just like, you know, you got this, you're doing great. And, um, it was just a beautiful moment. I, I I don't even have any other words, you know, like even reliving it now and hearing her say it, I was like, you know, I don't cry. You know, it's like, it's like she said, you know, seeing women become moms and seeing them be like, I am powerful. I can do anything, you know, naturally or however they give birth. You birthed a whole baby, you know, it's just like, you know, I'm so proud, you know, and it was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. So she did amazing. And I always will tell her she did amazing. She, <laughs> she probably birthed like five babies in her past time. And she just came in there like a G, like, boop, you know, like, I was like, okay, girl, you know, I'm just here. <laughs> right, right. But I also like, you know, thinking about all the little ways that Shannon was connecting, like how your presence was made. You know, I, I think some people, when, when they think about doulas, are thinking about, oh, we're putting you in this position or we only show up on, on the day of your birth. But there's so much, so many other things like recommendations for care providers. Um, maybe there's a positional shift. Maybe it's just a presence to kind of like, you know, do, do we need to go? Because these moans sound a little bit deep. Right, like those are the <laughs> those are the subtle things of you know what a doula presence can look like, and it's different for everybody's birth. Um, right. Just hearing the ways that you were able to support Shannon throughout all of that, I love to hear too. But yes, um, yeah, Shannon, you listen. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> if I ever have kids again, right now it's on the list of no. But if I ever do, this will be the story I'm listening to every day. Like <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So Shannon, how was your postpartum experience? Can you briefly describe that for us? Yeah. Um postpartum overall was good. I can think back and think of, you know, things that I probably would have done differently being on the other side now. Um, but, you know, I kind of mentioned earlier, like I remember the first couple days being back at home, um, mourning my, my, you know, my pregnancy, um, and trying to figure out, you know, like what, what, what just happened? You know, you're, you, you were just, it, I don't know. It's almost like an, an existential experience. It's just weird. Like you're kind of out of yourself, but you're not. And it's just a weird time. Um, like that first, um, I don't know, maybe first month. It's just, it's kind of a blur too, but overall good. Cause I feel like I had so much support. Um, 
you know, between like Sharia giving me her advice and, and listening and being there, um, you know, immediately after the birth and then coming to visit me at home. Um, but also the people that came to, um, be by my side, um, and help me. Um, you know, traditionally a lot of people had their moms come down. Um, and my mom, um, is disabled now. She had an a brain aneurysm when I was 16. And so she's not able to do those things. And to see the women in my family kind of band around and say, Hey, I'm coming. Hey, I'm coming. Um, you know, a piece of it was like, I think I wish I kind of relaxed a little bit more. Like, you know, you don't need to make everything look nice because they're coming. Right. Cause it feels like that when people are coming out of state, especially, and so I wish I had relaxed on that, but they're just their presence being here. I had, um, my aunt on my dad's side that came and, um, my aunt on my mom's side that came. And so I had a lot of help with them. Um, my dad came for a little bit too. He came for like a week and that was nice. And, um, between my church family and my work family, I had meals for, I think a straight month, maybe even six weeks. I mean, we were taken care of, like that was not just, true. not as close part of, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're all around me. And, um, it was so nice to not have to worry about cooking or food. And you don't realize just how hungry you're going to be. You're so hungry when you're nursing. <laughs> you're thirsty and you're hungry all the time. Um, so that was, that was really nice, um, to have all that support around me. Um, I also went to a, um, a breastfeeding support group, which was really nice. And I really love that because, um, there were moms there who had kids who were like nine months old, still nursing. There were moms there who had newborns like, um, I had, and I think I started going maybe after Noah was about a month. Um, but it was nice because it was like, oh, I can relate to this mom. Oh, my baby isn't, you know, the only one that's not sleeping. Like this is really, this really is normal. Okay. I'm not going crazy. And I'll never forget because Noah and I went to that breastfeeding group until he was like four or five months. I'll never forget like kind of being on the other side of just like zombie land. I saw this mom walk in and she looked like a zombie. I was like, Oh, I know that's how I look. I came here. Thank God she's here. Like you need to, you know, you need other women around you. There's something about that just feminine spirit and other mothers and kind of going through it together. So that was really nice too. And just being able to see how much <clears throat> Noah was taking in, we were able to, um, I was able to weigh him and after each feeding to see about, you know, how much he would need in a bottle if, you know, if Keith gave him a bottle. Um, and then also just to get like different techniques for, you know, nursing and stuff like that. And um, Noah spit up a ton. Like he was considered a happy spitter. He wasn't a, 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 where he had the painful reflux. Um, but I always worried about, are you getting enough? Are you growing? So it was nice to be able to do that once or twice a week and go in and see, you know, you are gaining weight. You are taking this in, even though you're spitting up a ton, maybe that's why you are eating around the clock. Cause you literally are eating around the clock. <laughs> so postpartum was, was good. I think I would have just been, um, I probably would have stayed in bed all day. I, I should have stayed in bed more. That's what I would say stay in bed more Shannon if I had to like <laughs> up again yes oh I love it, hearing about your community wrapping their arms around you um, yeah yeah because that I that 
you know, definitely has an impact on how postpartum begins um, really mm-hmm. to have people presence mm-hmm. or through food, um, especially through food. Um, yeah. But yes, <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Oh, and I forgot to mention, I did have a tear. I, I think it was a third degree tear. Is that right, Sheree? Does that sound right? I think it was. Yeah. And Darcy, the way, I still don't really understand it, but the way she explained it, it was like the best case scenario of a third degree tear. But it was, you know, it took time to heal. Um, I had, you know, Sharia told me uh, before I had Noah, make your pad sickles, get those ready. That's some of the other <laughs> advice she gave me. I would have never known to do that. And I did. Um, and um, that was really helpful. Um, and then the stuff that they gave me um, at the hospital after, I can't remember that stuff you can spray down there, but that was helpful too. But that took some healing. And even after the six-week appointment, when they checked it, it was healing good, but there was still a spot. And so they told me what I could do about that. I waited two more weeks. It still wasn't healed. And then they put something on it because it would like burn whenever I peed. And so just making sure to even like, um, you know, just take care of myself in that way too. take care of that area. Um, it's stuff you don't, you know, you hear about it, but you, you still don't like think about like, yeah, you really do need to take care of like all parts of yourself. Right. 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 And that's such a good point you bring up because I think that some people sometimes getting sometimes if you, if you don't have such a strong postpartum support system, you can kind of let that just get in the rush or kind of get lost in everything else. So then you're not taking care of that healing as best as you should. And you're kind of like, I'll just let it be until I need, until I have time. And then by then it's maybe gotten worse or changed or shifted in some way. Um, yeah. But being very in tune to like, that is also a part of your whole healing from this process. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was oh. just saying, yeah. So um, thinking about, you know, um, your support, Sharia, how did your role shift um, as you were supporting in the postpartum period? Um, during postpartum, it's it's kind of like, you want to go with the flow of what's going on. So for her, she had, you know, family and support. So it's usually within a week or two, you know, you do the visit. Um, and I was just more so, you know, being there to help her, you know, reflect on the birth, you know, encouraging encouraging her, you know, being there if she had any questions, um, you know, being that friend, the listening ear, you know, it, it's it's going to be tough sometimes let people take care of you, you know, it's, it's, you know, soak it up, milk it, <laughs> you know, um, but just being whatever I could be, you know, for her, if she had a question or, um, like before, if she wanted to bounce off an idea, just being available, just being available. Yeah. Um, and I love how you said reflecting on the birth. Because I, I think it gives an opportunity, especially thinking about you, Shannon, how you described, like, in that reflection, you, you were able to see something completely different. Um, and I do think it allows even just a small piece, even if you're not ready to get in depth or whenever you are, a small piece to kind of process out like, oh, that happened. <laughs> Whether it's positive or whatever, you're able to take some time to be like, that was a 
like babies here, but there was like, we, can we talk about this whole thing that just happened <laughs> a couple of days ago? <laughs> um, so being able to do that, I think is also a really good step of postpartum healing too. Well, I'm, I'm serious. I might just listen to this for empowerment in general, cause I'm about to, <laughs> Remind myself, you got you. You had humans, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Shoot. Um, but for either of you, is there anything else um, that you want to share with listeners? Resources, advice. Um, definitely, Sharia. How families can connect with you if they are seeking support. Yeah. Definitely reach out to Sharia if you are in the Tallahassee area and need support. No, seriously, I can't. You're just, you're awesome. Anybody who works with you will know. Um, and then for me, I, I, I just think like listening, I feel like listening to birth stories. I, I asked all, you know, not just listening on podcasts and stuff like that, but I asked family members, you know, mm -hmm. what was your birth like in um, you know, even hearing about my, my grandmother who's deceased and, um, she gave birth, birth to all six of her kids at home. And apparently the story is one of them was 14 pounds. So I was like, okay, wow. if she can do Ma'am. And buried it in the backyard. Like just hearing stuff like that, you know, like here the evolution of just how births were before and how they are now and, you know, just keeping it as, I don't know. I just felt like I preserved the purity of birth in some ways too. Um, but I think listening to birth stories are just powerful and just being informed on how different, how differently they can go, knowing what is in your power and, and what you can do. Um, I'm a, um, I love just learning and, and getting as much information as possible. Um, like even in this, in this time that we're in right now with this, uh, racial awakening, like I'm digging into really deep, like on things that I want to know more about. So I did the same thing with pregnancy. I feel like, you know, that may not be everybody's thing, but it's important to know some things. So just do it in any way you're most comfortable with, just so you're as armed with information as possible. Like I, I liked, um, I think there's the natural mama, her book or something like that. I can't remember what her name is. Um, but I liked her, her book that I went through. I liked the evidence-based birth stuff and especially being, you know, um, someone who has to consume research like that. You know, I love that stuff. Um, but just in any way you're most comfortable and, and take in information, try to seek that out. Um, important. Try to go in, um, with as much knowledge as you can. Absolutely. For sure. Um, I, I, I can't stress that enough, you know, um, you know, you know, speaking to our mothers of color, our melanated mamas, you know, that are listening, um, systematic racism is real. It is real in hospitals and birthing centers with your nurses with your doctors um you know just like shannon said in any way however it is that you can gain information um seek it out 
you know, it's, it's unfortunate, you know, when I come across moms and I ask them, you know, what are your desires for, for your birth or what do you want in this, you know, I don't know, and they just had this baby, pop this baby out, you know, and they don't truly see um, the magnitude of what's happening or they don't know that they have rights or that they have options or um, that me, the doctors, the hospital, we are all hired by them, <laughs> you know, um, and it is just, it's just, so imperatively important to educate yourself, um, know what options are going on that you have at the hospital, in that state, with your insurance. Um, you know, I've had doctors who have, you know, threatened, you know, women of color, my moms, that if they didn't have a C-section, that they wouldn't um, be covered under the insurance, or if they didn't get induced, they wouldn't be covered under the insurance, and it wasn't medically necessary. You know, know your rights, you know. Um, that's the first thing, you know, before the baby is being born is you're standing up not just for yourself, but for your baby. You know, we just had a poor sister who, who passed away in 2020, you know, for complications of delivery. That should not be a thing. Um, if you can get a doula, um, I deserve, I, I feel like every single mother especially women of color deserve a doula you know if the, if the fees are too much see if you know for your baby shower if they can pitch in to pay for one or you know see if you know they can do a payment plan you know someone to be there to advocate and support you and your husband or your your partner your family member or if you're by yourself during this process you know even if they can't be in the hospital with you they can provide you with information, you know, help you with, you know, untangling thoughts and emotions um, so that you're not by yourself. You know, whether it's your first baby or your fourth baby, everyone deserves that love and that care. Um, so, yes. Um, and also, if you can try, try to breastfeed. There's so much support out there now, way more support than we had before. And still, in today's time, you know, our mamas are still the lowest as far as in percentile in breastfeeding. So again, educating ourselves, not just the importance for the baby, but for us as mamas um, in breastfeeding. And um, yeah, um, you can reach me on Instagram or Facebook at supportinghandsdoulacare.com. Um, you can send an email at sh doula850 at gmail.com and um, even if you have questions or you know wants a referral I'm, I'm available all of that <laughs> make sure it's in the notes and the link and they can get all of it <laughs> well thank you thank you thank you to you both um, yes yeah appreciate it yes this is so good so good thank, thank you, you you know putting all of these stories out there it's important for women of color to know um you know just everything sharia just said that you can advocate for yourself that these there are systems out there that are not in your favor um that you have ways in which to overcome those things you know just even having a doula that i, I can't remember what is of you know just having a doula reduces the the risk of all of these different things of happening 
Um, so even knowing that, that was enough for me. Like, yeah, I'm all about numbers. Absolutely. Um, and then just obviously wanting that personal care too, but yes, um, thank you guys for what you're doing. Yes getting those stories. Thanks for listening to Birth Stories in Color. To hear this show and other episodes, head to birthstoriesincolor.com.